We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Sooner Sports Network from Learfield. This is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. Also brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. This is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. And welcome inside the Coach's Corner, one of the most anticipated weeks in college football in a while. Oklahoma and Nebraska. Let's go. A rivalry renewed along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. We're pumped to be joined by co-offensive coordinator, inside receivers coach, Cale Gundy. 23rd year on the Sooner coaching staff, 7th coaching inside receivers. Coach, uh, welcome. How are you feeling through two games so far with the way this team has played? Uh, we're heading in the right direction. There's always a beginning. There's always an end. Uh, you got to start somewhere. 
Uh, we're out here working every day. Our players are working hard to uh, get, you know, have high expectations for these guys and, and for us for the rest of the season. Kale, before we talk about what actually happened on the field last week against Western Carolina, how cool was it to see the stadium full again, man? I mean, the, the energy that was in that stadium, I, I thought that the players fed off of that. It was just, it was just great to see. It was. It was definitely and an, an especially a, a special day you know, throughout the country uh, through 9-11 through and the, 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 the remembering. Uh, but uh, it's good, obviously, to have everybody back in. And uh, it'll be, I know it'll be a great atmosphere come Saturday. Now, with that in mind, we're going to talk a little bit about OU and Nebraska and the history and the rivalry. Uh, that's coming up in our next segment. But as a football team, this is a Nebraska team that overcame some adversity in week one, has won their last two games. Defensively, looks like they've got a pretty solid squad. What have you seen from them so far? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, look at the helmet that's there next to ours. And, and that's, 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 where, that's where we're approaching it. Uh, that, that's Nebraska. Uh, that's, that's history, tradition. A lot of great players, a very prideful program, a very prideful following, and um, again, it's it's going to be a physical game. We understand that it's going to be a it's going to be a challenge for us, um, and uh, we'll have to be ready to play at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Kale, along with you know being on the staff for such a long time, you, you've also been extremely influential when it comes to recruiting for this program. How big of a recruiting weekend is this Nebraska going? This Nebraska game going to be for you guys? It's going to be big. Um, we actually, we actually had a tremendous turnout last week. You know, again, just players and recruits just haven't been here. They haven't been anywhere. I mean, we had a, a high-profile uh, list of players, not only official visits but unofficial visits. Players that come from all across the country. A lot of a lot of our players that we've offered scholarships to. So, but this weekend's even going to be bigger. You know, people want to see the OU Nebraska game. It's funny you get them on the phone and and you're talking to. Uh, the recruits, but also their parents. You know, when their parents hear OU Nebraska, like, oh, yeah, I mean, that was the, that was the greatest game of the whole year, every single year, but he couldn't wait to watch that, you know. It, and uh, all eyes were always on that game. So uh, it, it's going to be a big weekend for us. All right, well, let's, uh, obviously, as we tape this, you've long wiped the win over Western Carolina. But, Coach, as we take one final look back, Gabe mentioned the crowd. It was electric. But the execution and the energy from this team, too, something that, Lacked in the second half against Tulane. There was great energy from start to finish on Saturday. Again, we preached to our players, and, and, and you guys both know this, being around athletics and obviously Gabe playing. You only get so many opportunities. I mean, you put in so much work 365 days a year uh, in that weight room, in the meeting room, on the practice field. You only get so many opportunities, man. And, and, and to go out there in, in three and a half hours, you know, we talk about whenever you come off of that field, you, not only should you be – uh, excited about how you played for yourself, how you played for your teammates, how you played for this university, and how you played for the name on the front, you should be physically and mentally drained and worn out every single Saturday. But our players really responded well to us and uh, played really well. And, and again, that's everybody. I mean, everybody on that sideline, that's our responsibility as a coach, coaches, that's our responsibility as managers, trainers, players, everybody, everybody that's on that sideline. Again, you, you're a few chosen, you're a chosen lucky group that has the opportunity to be on the sidelines of the University of Oklahoma during football games. And um, we, we've got to play and we've got to respond like that. Yeah, there was no doubt that the energy on the sideline was way different than what we saw in the Tulane game, Kel. Now, 
Something that stood out to me and one of the biggest issues against Tulane was there, there were a lot of mental errors offensively. Did you see a significant number of mental errors or was there a significant reduction of those in that game against Western Carolina? Because that, that's always the goal going from week yeah. one to week two to eliminate those mental mistakes. No doubt. And, and, and there were still some, but, but we, we eliminated some. And, um, you know, from the outside, you see the score. And I can't even, I think, 76 to nothing, I think. Oh. Um, but, again, there's still much more room for us to improve. There's still so many things in so many areas that, that we need to eliminate and we need to be better at. We were better than we were week one. Uh, we need to be better this week than we were week two moving forward. Obviously, the talent level is going to start cranking up, and it's going to be a, a, a bigger challenge. You're inside receivers. Obviously, you have a new member in that room in Marvin Mims, and I've had an absolute blast talking to him, Coach. He's a great kid and a very much um, a key to this team's success. How have you seen him mature and grow and improve since moving to the inside? You know, you, you come across a few players in your career um, while you're coaching that, that just kind of get it. Um, you know, I, I'm constantly challenging him every day to – to exceed what he even thinks his expectations are or our expectations or what people see on the outside. People see on the outside Marvin Mims makes, makes a lot of big plays. There's still so much more room where he can improve. Uh, but the, the thing that's so, uh, going back to what I was talking about, you know, you only see so often. I mean, this guy gets it, and he's a guy that you only got to tell one time what to do. Um, and those are details, details and alignments, details – um, in, in our aiming points, details in our footwork, details in our releases. Um, he's a very smart player. And when you're a smart player, you have a chance to, to, to be a good football player. Coach, look, looking at Marvin and his skill set, right, uh, the, the ability to get yards after the catch, but also the ability to just run by guys <laughs> in coverage. You know, from an offensive vantage point, like how, how significant is it to have a guy like that in your offense and how challenging does a guy like that make it for a defense it does because they they have to respect him i mean he's put on he's put on film um week in and week out you know throughout his career since he's been here so far that that he is a threat i mean he's a guy that gets behind people he's a guy that makes big plays uh he's a guy that can can uh you know if you're on an island you're going to have a hard time covering him one-on-one so you know, obviously, you know, those guys, those, the, the opponents are watching film of us every single week, and they see those things. So, you know, they, they, they may play him differently than they play other people. You know, most likely they probably will. We wrap up segment, segment one with Eichert's Intel, brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. And, Gabe, you didn't necessarily go with an inside receiver, but this play really caught your eye, didn't it? Well, Kale knows a thing or two about the quarterback position. <laughs> so I, I wanted to pull this play up. I, one of the most impressive throws I've ever seen Rattler have. Just an absolutely perfect throw on the back shoulder to Mario Williams, Kale. And just how, much, how many practice reps, you know, how much time goes into the chemistry, the timing of a play like that? A, a bunch. This is the most difficult throw completion, uh, something that you have to work over and over and over. It's a timing thing. And on the outside as a receiver, you got to be as fast as you can go. It, it's not a deal where you're slow and you're coming off the ball and you're expecting this because most of these throws can can go 
over the shoulder, or they could be deep throws. Now, obviously, this is a little bit shorter one, but even if your ball is on the 15, 20-yard line coming out, I mean, it, it could be a 50-yard throw, or you could see the same exact throw that you just you just threw right there. So the timing has to be good. And again, the, the, the receiver's got to be at, at max speed. I mean, he's got to be running. And what is that going to do? That's going to get that defender running full speed. Because if you threaten him, you're going to go over the top of him. That's going to make that defender even running faster. Now, the, the timing uh, you know, aspect of it comes with knowing when to f uh, flip your body as a receiver. You don't do it until the ball is thrown. Uh, and, and also, you got to get your eyes around. You know, with a guy like Spencer Rattler, Spencer will take chances. Spencer will put the ball in some areas. He'll put the ball in some holes and some windows that a lot of quarterbacks won't do. Uh, because of his quick release, he's able to do that. So our guys have learned you definitely you got to get your eyes around because that ball can be coming at, at any time, anywhere. And it was a play they missed the week before. That's right. Yeah. That's and right. I, frankly, I think just Rattler looking like a young Kale Gundy right there to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, they, we didn't even have back shoulders back then. <laughs> Didn't exist I, yet. I was just dropping back and throwing it as far as I could. <laughs> when we come back, we'll see a little Kale Gundy highlight versus Nebraska and talk about the big matchup this weekend next inside the Coach's Corner. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Bud Light, it's for the fans. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. At linebacker, second down 10, Gundy, short drop, great protection, going long for Cooper, and touchdown, Oklahoma! You, you weren't kidding. You just stepped wow. back and throw it deep. Wow, there was a, there was a good highlight. Yeah, there was a good <laughs> the highlight. The face mask, the shoulder pads. Hey, Let's go, Oh, my Kale. gosh. I tell you what, I, I, offensive linemen don't even wear the stuff I wore back then. <laughs> I, I would. You think guys think Tom Brady played a long time. I'd still be playing if I had the quarterback pads that the guys wear nowadays. <laughs> I think my favorite part of that is how there was legitimately a fan who reached down and was patting the dude on the head after he scored the touchdown. That was great. Was he also wearing 99? Adrian Cooper. How about that? He was on the back end of the Kale Mary, or also in that, uh, that first year as a that's freshman. That's right, that's right. So obviously the tradition, the history, the legacy, Kale, you've been a part of some of the great moments of not just OU Nebraska history, but Oklahoma football history. So before we get into their team in 2021, <sighs> Memories of 2000 in that game, still one of the most talked about and iconic moments in Oklahoma football history. It was. It was definitely uh, the, the, the enthusiasm 
and the excitement in the crowd, the energy, you know, the energy throughout the course of a week. You know, Nebraska has been playing in the mid-90s, winning the national championships and, and the conference championships. They were on the roll. They were kind of the they – were, they were one of the top two or three teams, you know, in the country. Uh, it, it was definitely an exciting time, and um, it was definitely an exciting time for us. Um, you know, our second year here with Coach Stoops and, and all the coaches that we had on that staff, so many great coaches, and it was such a, a, a young staff with the tons and tons of energy, and, and, and it started from, from Bob down, uh, the energy that he brought through the coaches and the coaches brought to the players. I mean, it was something. And, um, I mean, I, you know, you guys have been around it. I, I, mean, I can remember when I was a little kid, you know, watching these games. I mean, we watched it in, in one house, one room in the house. It's the only, you know, it's the only place you had a TV. And I can remember on third third downs or fourth downs or, or whenever, I mean, I'd run outside in the front yard and, because I couldn't watch the play. And, and my, somebody would come and open the door and say, hey, we got it or we stopped them or we scored. I mean, it was just, a, it was just, it was just life, you know, and it was just the biggest thing out there. But, and even this game here, man, this is one of the greatest games that I've ever been a part of, even the national championship. This game right here, just because of the history between these two programs um, and, and the respect, uh, just is, is, is just priceless. I remember being at that game. I remember the, the Sooners going down 14 to nothing and a young Gabe Eichert wanted to cry. <laughs> but I also remember asking my grandma, if I could go on the field and climb on the goalposts after the game. And she said, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't see you. Where are you at there? I don't see you. I, I, they would, my grandma wouldn't let me out there, Kale. I still think my wow. favorite thing is. Unbelievable. How many, you know, just think in, in all the years of playing football here, how many times is, have, have the fans rushed the field here? You know, it, it, it doesn't happen. No. Because why? Because, because this place is so used to success. But uh, kind of what we'd been in the last several years there, at, at OU and kind of how we had turned that corner. It was definitely a special moment. Yeah, and I, I, I still say the loudest football game I've ever been to. That atmosphere was insane. I, I know Nebraska isn't at the level now that they were then. Yeah. But I still think this stadium is going to be rocking I, on I, Saturday. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree because – because three-quarters of the people, two-thirds of the people that's going to be sitting in that stadium are going to be people that grew up watching OU Nebraska. Uh, so the, the, the energy that's going to be brought here, and it's going to be brought here by the Nebraska fans and, and, um, and, and definitely our fans here. So looking for a, a great game and environment on Saturday. So we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but obviously you've been focused on this Nebraska defense as you prepare your insider receivers and as the co-offensive coordinator. What have you seen from this Nebraska defense? What's kind of caught your eye? I mean, they're, they've got good players. Obviously, this is going to be the best talent we've played so far this year. Um, you know, we, we feel like they got a couple guys up front. they got, you know, an outside linebacker. It's a good football player that we feel like they're very good, talented on the back end. Uh, good size players. The back, the two back guys on the safeties are very good. Um, you know, again, you, you got to go out and, and play ball. Uh, but, again, at the end of the day, it comes back to us. It comes back to us. It comes back to us regardless of who we're playing. And it comes back to each and every player that steps out on the field. He has a job to do. And we never put the, our players in positions where the job is too big or we ask too much. So just do your job, and the guy next to him does his job. There are small jobs, but you got to play fast, and you got to play quick, and you got to react. And if you can just do your job and everybody else does their job, we'll be okay. And that's the most important thing. 
Kale, something that continues to stand out to me about the offense this season is your guys' versatility when it comes to personnel. You know, you've got Austin Stogner, Braden Willis, Jeremiah Hall, those guys at the H-back and tight end positions. You're able to put two, sometimes even three of those guys on the field at once. You can go 10 personnel with no tight ends on the field. When you are able to change personnel that much and have so much success in each different personnel grouping, how challenging does it make it for a defense like Nebraska's to prepare for a game like this? Well, it is because you got, as you mentioned, you got a lot of different weapons. And at any time, with the, you know, the 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 guys, the the, the tight ends, the H backs that we call them, you know, the Austin Stogners, the Braden Willis's, the Jeremiah Halls, those guys are, you know, they they can be wideouts, they can be in line, they could be in the backfield. You can do multiple things for, with them, you know. So. Um, again, the more things you can do with them, uh, the more formations, uh, just the, the more headaches that it causes for, for defenses and for uh, being able to, you know, for them to really recognize what's going on. You can play much faster. But to be able to put different people out there and different, different personnel groupings creates more, uh, you know, more learning that a defense has to do. Uh, they got to be on top of things. Hey, uh, we, we talked about Marvin and Mims, but Coach, you obviously have a room that's got more than just 17 in it. Drake Stoops, who else are we missing out that you're coaching in that inside receivers room right well, now? Well, Brian Darby. Brian, yeah. uh, you know, Brian got injured last week, um, and Brian is, is Brian's getting better. He, he is getting better. He's, um, he's doing a lot of things uh, that he's, you know, shown signs of improvement and heading in that right direction. Uh, obviously, you're going to get a chance to see uh, a lot, much more of Drake uh, you know, Drake is, you know, you guys haven't had a chance. You guys remember what he did last year and who he is and this and that. And, and uh, just multiply that by, by 10. Um, I mean, he's, he's an exciting player. He's a very, very intelligent. He's a very smart. He's a great route runner. He's an ex extreme competitor. Um, so just looking forward to getting him back out there more and more. My favorite part about Drake He'll mix it up blocking, baby. Yeah, no He'll doubt. get after it. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. All right, you guys get the final question for the coach. Let's hit the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question for Kale Gundy. Uh, sticking with receivers and kind of that broader view, what are your expectations for the entire receiving unit against Nebraska, Coach? You know, it, it's it's what it is every, every single week. It's what it is every single day we step out on that field. Um, you know, again, we how many would we have on scholarship? You know, 10, 12, 14, or whatever. You're a select few. And, and, and not only uh, is it a privilege that, that was given to you to have the opportunity to come and play here, but you also have an obligation. Um, and and um, we're very talented out there. We're still, we're still coming along. We've had some injuries and some, kind of some things like that, but that's where the talent and people have got to step up with opportunities. Uh, you got to treat every single play like it's – uh, what we consider one-on-ones. And, and uh, if a pass route's called, I mean, you have to win. It, there's, it's not a, it's, there's not a play where, well, I'm going to take this play off somebody else. I mean, you got to treat it like there's nine other players that aren't on the field. It's just you and the quarterback, and the quarterback has nowhere else for the ball to be thrown to. You have to win. And um, I think we're heading in that direction. National television, OU Nebraska, my expectations for those guys are to make some big plays. <laughs> going to be millions of people watching, baby. It's going to be great, Coach. Uh, good luck on Saturday. Thanks, as always, for your time. We appreciate you. Thank you, man. Good seeing you. That's Kale Gundy inside the Coach's Corner, and we didn't even talk softball. Coming up next, <laughs> Jamar Kane. Stick around.
Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Riverwind Casino. Thank you. Still Thanks for the highlight. Wow. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. to you by Community Coffee, family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Thanks to Kale Gundy for joining us. We roll on inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, to be joined by Jamar Kane, outside backers. Uh, pumped to have you back on the show, Coach, through a couple of weeks. Just overall, your thoughts on how this team improved from week one to week two. Well, thanks for having me back, guys. I wish I was in the studio with you guys, but Us uh, too. <laughs> uh, stuff happens. But um, no, we've uh, we've just been practicing better. You know that 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 uh, that first game wasn't wasn't Oklahoma football, wasn't speed D, wasn't anything that we represent. In the last game, we decided to come out and practice and play a lot better. So that's the standard, and we just continue to have good practices throughout these next couple of weeks, and we put it together this week. So see what happens. Jamar, something that stood out to me between week one and week two was the efficiency of the communication on the defense, especially in the back end, but just across the board defensively. How did you feel about the communication in the Western Carolina game? And did you guys see a reduction in those mental mistakes that really stood out against Tulane? Yeah, um, the guys did a better job of just talking to each other. Like, all you got, like, in a locker room, you guys talk all day. In the facility, you guys talk all day. Then we got on the field, and you guys act like you didn't want to talk to each other. So the communication was, was a lot better, something that, you know, Coach Tibbs and I make sure we hammer it up front. The secondary, you know, they, they, they communicated well. So as long as somebody makes a call and we're all on the same, same, same page, like, you know, Gabe, you played center. So as long as you make a call and everybody's on the same page, good, good things happen. So... Um, I was happy with our, communi our communication, added some crowd noise to practice just so we make sure we're over-communicating so everybody has to listen. So it was good. You mentioned crowd. How fun was it to have full capacity back, to, to hear the roars of 80,000 plus? How, how big was that for you guys? Well, I mean, I'm going to be a little selfish here. And I've played, you know, I've been a coach here for a year and a half now. And my first game, it was half capacity. So this was like my really my first game. So it was awesome to walk out there and hear one side say boomer, other side say sooner. Like, I was like a, I was like a recruit. I'm looking up in the stands and looking at everybody. Like, I was excited. Man. I was, again, I felt like I was a recruit. Like, I had the lanyard on with my name and everything. And. I know I was excited. The crowd noise was awesome. Um, I'm excited for for this for this week and just to hear hear, the, hear that roar at noon on Saturday. Like I'm I'm so excited. It is going to be taken up a notch, Jamar. When when Nebraska comes to town, the OU fan base gets a little wild. <laughs> That's probably the best way to put it. Now, a, a guy that came into the season with all the hype in the world, the highest of expectations was Nick Benito. Well, what have you seen from Nick in these first couple weeks? 
Um, he's taking his game to the next level, um, just in the way that he approaches it. Um, he's asking more questions in, in the me- meeting room. He's coming upstairs. He's studying his his tackles, and uh, you know he's he's a guy that flashes on on film. He's just got to continue to stay patient. He hasn't got the sacks that he's wanted, but we we use a term in my my meeting room that being close counts. And just by him being close to the quarterback, by by him taking those double teams, he's been chip blocked a lot. Tight ends have been staying in, backs have been hitting him. He's helped free up some other guys within our pass rush. So Nick is Nick, Nick is Nick is being, is going to become a great player, but he's just got to continue to stay stay patient, stay stay diligent in his work, and then good good, good things will happen. Can you, can you kind of talk about his versatility a little bit because? We've seen him used in different roles. I don't know if the term is still spy, whether he did against Kansas, but I, he seems to be a pretty special dude and a pretty versatile dude. Yeah, he you know he makes game planning for third and long and second and long kind of fun because we're you know my job as a coach and Coach Grinch's job and everybody else in that meeting room was how can we find the one on ones within the offensive line and try to get the matchups in our in our favor and use Nick in those situations and you know with with having an athletic quarterback Nick can chase those those guys around so basically it's 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 a fun day with you know those Tuesday nights when we're sitting there and it's late here. Ugh, tired in the office, and we're trying to put together a third, a third, third down plan. But we can use Nick in different roles, and we have so many guys up front and, and that who are versatile like that. Like Jalen Redmond could play on the outside, and we can do we can move these 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 chess pieces around and try to figure out where, where's the best matchups against an offensive line. Speaking of versatile guys, Isaiah Thomas. Now, last year we saw him have to kick inside a little bit because of some issues with the depth in the interior of the defensive line. But this year. We're seeing him more at defensive end. How much more productive do you think Isaiah can be with what he's done through these first two games and also kind of playing the position that he's best suited for? Right. Um, I have high high expectations for Nick and Isaiah. Both of those guys should be, you know, their, their sack numbers should be up, be up there. I'm not going to put a number out there because then you guys are going to hold me to it. But uh, <laughs> We would never do that tomorrow, <laughs> ever. Yeah, okay, Gabe. <laughs> um no, I just really, I, I really like what IT is doing. And again, he's a guy that gives us, he's another chess piece that we can move around with him moving inside, him being able to play outside. But I'm, I've been so happy with his, with his first two games. I mean, he gets a sack in the first game, gets a sack in the second game. But it's the effort plays that really stand out to me, like chasing the quarterback down. He's on a stunt. He spins out of the stunt, chase the quarterback down, hatchets, gets, gets the ball out. Like those are plays that show up that like really excite you as a coach because he's doing every, like, it, like for a coach to see your drills come to the field, that's very f- fulfilling for me. When a, a guy like Isaiah, who is a leader on this team, a captain, when he's playing like that, when he's playing with that type of effort, what, what does that do? How does that affect the rest of the football team? Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm not going to answer that question because I'm going to say something else. But I am going to answer that question. <laughs> a kid like Ethan Downs, who sees Isaiah playing hard. That's the standard around here. And see what Ethan did last week. I came in the meeting room. I said, congratulations, Ethan. You put Reggie and Isaiah on notice because they've got to play hard because he plays hard. And Isaiah plays hard, and and then Ethan sees that. So I really like where that room is. And, you know, just to talk about Reggie, Reggie's had a pretty good first first two games. Again, another guy's got to continue to get better. But Isaiah sets the tone. And when you see a freshman come out there like Ethan and try to play just as hard or even harder than Isaiah, it puts the rest of those guys on on notice. Because one thing we're going to do is we're going to play the best around here. 
You know, it's it's pretty wild to think about that depth in that room. Um, how do you and Tibbs, what's that communication process like to decide, hey, let's kick this dude outside or let's kick that dude back inside? What's that process like, Coach Kane? It's it's fun. Like Obviously, you guys have been up here, so Tibbs' office is right next to mine. Well, actually, my office is right next to Tibbs because he's been here longer than, 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 than me. But, uh, no, it's been fun. I can dip in his office and draw something up, and he can either say yay or nay. He does exactly the, the same thing. I think he and I now have been in this thing together for over a year, so now we can finish each other's sentences or give each other a head nod and be like, okay, I got it. Don't even worry about it. You know, so it's been fun. That whole process and his – his his maturation and minds to together has has been been uh, been really fun. I, I mean, I, I'll say this just from our perspective on the sidelines, man. It's fun to watch a coach. So uh, we're pumped for Saturday night. But before we get there, final part of our first segment is Eichard's Intel, brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. What player we? I think I know what play we're digging into. Does There's involve, only one play. Does it involve a certain freshman out of Weatherford? It does involve the pride of Weatherford. <laughs> the kid I was just talking about. It's it, it's all effort, right? I mean, yeah. this isn't. This isn't anything but playing with energy and effort and making a play on the football. Jamar, how encouraging is it to see a young guy like Ethan Downs playing with that type of energy? Man, I like seeing that 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 play makes me emotional because uh, that kid's came so far and you guys don't realize it, but uh, I'm happy for him. Seriously, like he's came so far as a freshman who was struggling during fall camp, like couldn't figure it out and all that other good stuff. And to see him do that, that's fulfilling. We'll make sure uh, we get him into the locker room on time from now on. He was cleaning the field up. Like, I was the, like, and I'm sitting here getting emotional because I love the kid so much. He's cleaning the field up, picking up trash, kissing babies and, and signing autographs and coach trying to give him the game ball and he's cleaning trash. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Guys, I, I love the kid, but, I mean, I wish I had 10 Ethans, but, like, don't clean the field. So, <laughs> so I, I officially gave him the nickname the Trash Man because he was cleaning the field up. I'd seen it, it, it was, right. the first two games. His mom reached out to me and let me know she does not like that nickname. <laughs> so he is no longer the trash man. I think we're going with old school. Old school. Like old school. Get him some gloves or something, too. No, psycho no, move. No, that no. is the ultimate no. psycho move for a defensive lineman. I told no him. No gloves, no tape. He doesn't, oh. wear, he doesn't wear gloves because I told him, I was like, when you're at Weatherford, did you have gloves? Did you have all this nice, pretty stuff? And he's like, no, sir. And I'm like, okay, then why are you going to wear it here? <laughs> And he hasn't worn gloves since. That's awesome. Get the we'll, kids some gloves, Jamar. <laughs> we'll talk about Nebraska's offense with Jamar Kane next inside the coach's corner. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Chick-fil-A. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points towards delicious rewards. 
Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game. And are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Final segment with Jamar Kane. He's Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Coach, we mentioned IT, but one thing I wanted to add about Isaiah Thomas, the fifth captain, how cool is that? And kind of what was the process that led to him becoming the fifth captain? Um, Coach had just came to me and was like, uh, IT got voted captain. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I was excited for him. And I, IT being a, you know, local boy, he, he was, he was head over heels. So he's actually taken the, the captainship and really done a good job the last couple of days. So with IT being named a captain and Caleb Kelly being a captain, <laughs> you've got two captains in your room. I mean, just how nice is it? To have that level of leadership on the football team in your position group, it's it's fun. I just sit back and let those guys talk more more than I do. Nah, it's uh, it's been good because then I can always go and whisper into them like, "Hey, go talk to this freshman or go go give Strip some love. You know, he needs some love. Like I'm gonna be the bad guy today, so you guys got to build him up. So it's been fun. It's, it's seriously like I I'm lucky. I'm very 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 lucky to have those two guys in my room. Um, there's a lot of guys you want to talk about in your room, but let's get a quick snapshot of Nebraska. Dual threat quarterback in Adrian Martinez. I think, what, 300 yards rushing and passing against Fordham a few weeks ago. What have you seen that stood out about this Nebraska attack? Uh, man, I can't speak too much about that. That kid, Adrian Martinez, can run around. He may, He's athletic, um, makes me stay up at night. Um, I was here at 10 o'clock last night watching film on just him. Um, he's special, special with his feet, special with his ball in his hands. Um, Nebraska does a good job of doing of shifts and motions and, you know, trying to put different guys in and run and run fits. And, you know, when they need a when they need a play, this kid will will make a play. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good matchup. It's going to our guys got to do a great job of containing him, getting after him. This is the one week where being close doesn't count because he'll make you miss. So we got to get our hands on him. Jamar, looking at their offensive line, a couple of just massive guys at the tackle position, uh, some experience along that offensive line as well. Uh, as you have evaluated that group coming into this game, what, are, what, what stood out to you about that offensive line from the Cornhuskers? Um, they all work well together. Their combination blocks are really, are really good. They do a good job of getting to the next level. They actually got two really good tight ends that, that make it hard on, on us ed edge guys to get any pressure and, you know, especially in, in the run, the run game with their, with their scoop blocks. So we just got to do a really good job of playing with great pad level, using our, using our, our, our hands and running our feet, because if not, we're going to get, you know, we're going to be pushed off the, off the ball and I'm not going to like that. So we got to do a good job playing with pad level, attacking these, these tackles and making them move their feet. You know, this, there's a lot of history and tradition behind OU Nebraska. Coach, I'm curious, obviously, you being a West Coast guy and we had Kale on in the first segment. Is there, I mean, does OU Nebraska say much to you about that? Was mean much to you about the history of college football and the history of this rivalry? Yeah, well, it actually does. Um, I went to, my head coach in college was Tony Samuel, who played at Nebraska. My position coach was Richard Glover. Um, you know, so a lot of my college coaches played at Nebraska. Jerry Godowski, uh, Barney Cotton, I GA'd for Frank Solich, so Tim Alvin was there. Jimmy Burrow, like all these famous Nebraska guys were my 
where my college coaches are a GA for them. So um, I know a lot about this about this rivalry. Actually, Coach Glover will be in town this weekend. He was my position coach in college. He played in that played in that that uh, game. Um, um, so I know a lot about it. He told me stories about him and Tom Berhaney going against each other in that game. So um, I'm very familiar with this uh, r- rivalry. Listen, before we get to the Twitter question for you and a couple more of them get you out of here, Coach, I'm curious. We, we've seen a lot of Marcus Stripling. I know he's been somewhat dinged up, but kind of looking back at your room, how about the progression? Because he shifted full-time to your room, right? Yeah, yeah. He uh, He's just he's just starting to get to 100% now, a little dinged up. But uh, he's a guy you guys are going to see a lot on Saturday. And he's another guy that's, that's – uh, that's playing. That's playing well. Has continued to play well. Had has put two really good days together. Then Caleb has uh, also is also in that room, and he's just a smart kid. Doesn't make any mistakes. Like guys, I'm, I keep saying this, but I'm lucky. Like I'm a, I'm a lucky dude. Takeaways. They seem like they're coming in bunches yeah. to start the season. How important has that been for this defense? And. How important is it to get some of those takeaways against the Cornhuskers on Saturday? Well, one thing that we went into fall in the fall camp, we only had one sack fumble last year, and that's that's a direct reflection on me. We had 22 sacks in my in my room last year, and we only had one sack fumble. So I did a terrible job of that. So I overemphasize that. Reggie got one. He should have had two in the Tulane game. So turnovers are big. Every Friday we do a turnover circuit, and the guys kind of just it's a it's an easy practice an easy practice on Friday. And, you know, we just do, do some turnover drills, and it was cool to see on against, against Tulane. And then last week, guys actually using the tech, the tech technique um, during, during the game. So that's fun. And they come to silent. I yell at them like, yeah, you guys, do you guys think you're my, my drills are nothing? You guys play around with my drills, look at them show up. And then one of, one of the water girls is like, coach, that was your drill. That was your drill. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Jackie, that was my drill. So that was pretty cool. So I'm glad they're listening. Uh, this is what we're going to do. Plank, you're going to practice Friday morning. You're doing the turnover. <laughs> <laughs> I might be. We need we need everybody invested I, in I, the takeaways. Hey, I, I'm ready. Let's go. Get me out there. I'll just put me in a silver and black helmet. I'm good to go. All hey, right. we what? played good on Monday. We, we played did. good on Monday. We did. I made a lot of promises to the big man upstairs to get that win that I got to follow. Hey, I went on Raider up. Image and ordered a couple T-shirts <laughs> and stuff. So That game was nuts, boys. It was fantastic. I, I wish I was there, man. Allegiant Field. I mean, that, that stadium looks unbelievable. Absolutely. It's great. I don't wish I was there, but I, you know, later we, on. We knew when, when the season's we over, we'll go for the playoffs. Yeah. Right, we got to get Coach out of here with the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question of the day. Here it is, courtesy of Academy Sports and Outdoors. What is Coach Kane's biggest frustration with his guys from the past two games? We talk positives here. Man. Fans say, we want to know what you're frustrated with. Yeah, I want to know who asked that because he don't want to know. He does not <laughs> want to know the answer. Um, leaving plays on the field like that really makes me upset. Don't leave stuff on the field. Like don't leave sacks on the field. Don't leave tackles on the field. And then effort. Some some of the plays like us not running to the ball. Again, that's a direct reflection of me. That makes me mad. Makes me a terrible person. So, you know, effort and then leaving plays plays on the field. And then like I think Gabe had asked it. Just communication. Like like. You know, you guys talk to Perion all day. Then we get in, we get in the game. And all of a sudden, you guys don't want to talk. Like that's that doesn't ride. So those are two things that really bug me a lot: leaving plays on the field and not communicating. They won seventy six to nothing. <laughs> but this is that's Love the it. type of coaching Love it. that elevates a program. That's that's that's, that's it right there. 
So man perfection. Jamar Kane, you're the best. We'll talk to you. Good luck this week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Jamar Kane. We'll wrap up the Coach's Corner next, presented by Ripley. I'll see you guys. Thank you. Is that Chip's wife? I got so excited when I walked in the studio and saw these two helmets. Like, I, I just, to know OU and Nebraska are going to be squaring off this weekend is juice, baby, juice. We'll talk more about it, but before we get there, Sooners in the NFL. What a weekend. Now, unfortunately for Marquise Brown, kind of a tough one. They lose to the Raiders on a Monday Night Football, but big six catches for him that had that touchdown as well. How about CD on Thursday night in the opener? Cowboys offense looks good. Their defense different Not story. So good. Speaking of defense, K-9, back to being K-9, wearing the single digit at linebacker for the Chargers. Ten tackles in a brutally physical game against Washington. And you see both Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray fantastic this weekend. Kyler with that win over the Titans. Jalen with that win, win over, over the Titans. They destroyed That was a beatdown. Sorry, Theron. All right, Saturday, OU Nebraska. You got to love having this rivalry, this tradition back, right? It means so much to OU fans, including myself, right? Th this was a game that I grew up going to as a kid and a game that I, I played in the last matchup mm -hmm. in the Big 12 championship in 2010. And I am, I am so excited for the players to see what this atmosphere is going to be like. There's something about Nebraska coming to town that brings the crazy <laughs> out of OU fans. And for what these kids have gone through the last couple of years, having to play in you know, you know, limited capacity stadiums all last season, I am beyond excited for these players to see what OU fans can do when it's a big game. I mean, it's, I, I can't describe how excited I am. It's going to be a big game. Don't forget, Gabe's got you on College Game Day starting at 10 a.m. We'll be on the Sooner Radio Network at 9 a.m. For Witt, for Baylor, for Cord, for our entire Coach's Corner crew, we'll see you next week. Enjoy OU Nebraska. Boomer Sooner, everybody. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this has been the Riverwind Casino Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.